Luke Byron, Tom Kennett, Alex Jones and Jack Harper. It's the Spitballing Pod. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. You know we've been fighting for one and still fighting to this day. To this day. Aguero! Surprise, motherfuckers. Back out to Allen. History pointer. Bang! I'll take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Listen, I ain't going to forget about this by the time we hit the motorway. Some might be. Hello and welcome to episode 134 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, today joined by Troy Weaver, Jack Harper, and we have the return of Alex Jones coinciding with the absence of Tom Kennett, so make of that what you will. If we get straight into it today, I did have a question, but I might save this for the end. So we usually uh, have been going into what's been happening on Twitter and this kind of thing. So the main thing that's been on Twitter this week is the guy labelled as that bold nonce. So... <laughs> It's I bad. thought that's a good place to start. It's, it's bad, isn't it? Because he's turned into a meme and there was that video of that guy in the toilets pissing next to him and he's like, Whoa, look at it, it's the bold nonce. But it's actually, he should be slamming <laughs> his head off the sink. He's oh, a nonce. It's awful, isn't it? He's an actual paedophile. The thing is, though, we're all laughing at the vids and that, but we I think we're trying to trick ourselves really of that he's not mentally well because he well, clearly isn't. Well, this is the I thing. I don't think he's all there anyway, but... Well, the video is a great. It is, but we spoke about this. It must have been a yeah, few I weeks did ago. I my research and watched a full 40-minute video. Yeah, same. So then yeah. I, I watched it as well because I think this was the... I actually watched most from that page afterwards. This well. came from the urinal shitting episode, yeah. didn't it? Where we were speaking about this exact thing that where... episode. There are people out there and half the people that get caught when trapped in these videos aren't right in the head, a lot of them, because they're stupid enough to get caught or not realise that... It's not like a 13-year-old girl that they're speaking to. Um, so all they're doing is just preying on the mentally kind of incapable. The, the thing is, and the peop- almost the people that are worse than the actual nonces in the video are the people that are commenting. And it's your standard like 40-year-old oh, yeah. woman. It's like, they can't change. He's lying to you. He's yeah. lying to you. All the oh, these dirty nonces. Well, I wish I, could, I was there. I'd slit his throat. And it's like... <laughs> There's like a five foot four bloke with obvious mental difficulties that I think probably needs counselling. I think it's the taboo of yeah. paedophilia that we we just sort of think, do you know what? Because it's such a bad fucking thing, who gives a shit? Well, this, like, do you get what I mean? Well, I think this, that's what we kind of well, do this, to But well, this, this is the thing. Like When you come onto that kind of subject, you think, well, murderers, that it may be like in a kind of rush of rage and they could be rehabilitated. So send them to prison for 25 years and see what happens I've after. Got Pedophiles, you always just think they're always going to so, find, so they're always going to, they're always going to find so kids watched, sexy. So, so I watched one. Kid, how do you tell, do you stop? I it? watched one yesterday and you, they're very rarely honest. It's usually the lot. I'm sure I was doing it to protect them. Like we were going to get here and I was going to take them and say, you can't be doing this yeah. and so all that. But this bloke and he said, uh, He's like, I'll be honest with you, and I actually feel quite good saying this. I've, I've had these feelings since I was probably about 10 years old for people that were younger than me. And they're like, have you tried to do anything about it? He was like, well, I, I did Google how to stop being a paedophile, but it's, and annoyingly, there's, there's nothing actually that tells you how to stop doing it. And he's like genuinely shocked that there's no like page set up where someone, this is how you stop. 
But, but this is the thing. I don't know if we covered this in the last time we went on a spate about paedophiles, but there, there was some paedophiles trying to group together and try and make it form it into an LGBT yeah, kind of sexual orientation. And it's like, no. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're open-minded, but no. Well, <laughs> Just stop. The way I was going to go from this is, along with that, it was mainly the out-of-context Hearn account, which has also been going around. Oh, that's brilliant. So the first thing I want to do is make an official request on behalf of the entire podcast, you included, Alex, is we do need an out-of-context Sherwood account, which would be great in a homage to Spitballing Pod's personality of the year. But aside with that, what I thought was, um, for our intro today, we can take a look back at some of the best and worst viral phenomenons over the last however many years. And so I've got a list here of... <laughs> the challenges, the dances, the memes, all kind of things that have started. And so viral marketing is obviously like a massive thing now. And the first time that this was ever properly done was when the Blair Witch Project was released. And the second one, I imagine. The, no, the, fir- the first one. The, the first, first one. ever one. Yeah, the first one. This is when the internet was just kind of, I know, like the Peep Show episode where he's yeah. like, I've been saying the internet's going to get big for ages. But the internet was just kind of like peaking. And so... They set up this website way before. It's like www.blairwitchproject.com. They started putting the missing posters around of the people that were in the film. And they didn't release that it was going to be because of a film. They had no budget. So this is what... Originally, they made the film. There was no nothing about it. That's then they took really it. Clever. Yeah, they took it to a film festival where everyone loved it. But obviously, they didn't have Twitter to sell it then. Mm. So it was bought for a million at this film festival. I can't think which studio it was, but it's one of the big ones. And they basically already had the film cheap. They knew it was going to do well. So they put all their budget into the marketing. I said the website that was set up and they gradually filed onto their like family accounts saying like, I'm looking, still looking. This is what they could have been doing. And then pictures gradually from apparently the footage that had been found. And they just planted this seed of this urban legend of an evil witch camping out in the woods in Maryland. And there was like a timeline of major events and they were dropping in other forums saying like, you know, forums used to be a big thing. Like, have you seen this thing that's Blair Witch Project? The posters started going up with the missing people and it had all around the colleges and it had BlairWitchProject.com, more and more people. And over 20 million people went to this website before the film even came out. Christ, cats here. But um, it crashed the the website because that was like mental at that point. 20 million I mean if you have 20 million hits now that's big but for a big film that's not too huge and so the premise was simple obviously 60,000 pound dollar budget is what it was which is quite small for an amateur film they went on to gross 248 million worldwide and on IMDB because this was relatively new at this stage the actors were listed as missing and presumed dead on the site for up to three years afterwards this is brilliant. There was letters posted through the door when people found out that these actors were alive. So they didn't have a premiere. They didn't market it with any of the actors because they wanted to keep this myth alive. And people were obviously a lot more stupid. You didn't have things like Reddit where people are going to deep dive into it. And there's people, and there's, I think Vice did a story on one of them recently. Well, when people would recognise them in the street, they would tell them like, I wish you were dead. You ruined the film. By the fact that you're now alive. There's people that are convinced this is a real... So as, as, yeah. as a little tangent from that is this day and age, you, there's like even more of a disconnect between our generation, like millennial generation and like the baby boomer generation of our parents. Because 
they'll come into you and they'll say, oh, have you seen this? It's amazing. Something you've seen like four months before that. Yeah. And it shows how the internet has really changed everyone's perception of reality because you think nothing is interesting because you constantly see things like that all the time. I tweeted a while back that you've never seen amazement like a 40-year-old with an Alexa. Yeah, exactly. Well, they just start talking to Mm. People don't tell jokes anymore. That's another example. They just send memes. They, yeah, don't, they just they, get literally. their video out. If, if there's that drop of silence in the pub yeah. with your friends or whatever, someone will get their phone out and say, I've seen this video. And and that's sort of where it, it goes. Me feel, it makes me feel ill. Yeah. Like, genuinely it's a, bit, Ill. it's a bit... I think nah. as, like, as like a... Millet, <laughs> I don't like it. As like a 90s baby, we are literally caught in between of still wanting to go out and socialise yeah. with your mates down the pub. But then you've also got like the Gen Z... Yeah kind of people that literally just live on the internet they do not go outside yeah. bloke in my office thought still thinks really the whatsapp is just exclusively a thing for sharing funny videos like he doesn't realise that it's like it's, a it's just like yeah. a messaging service because all he gets is just forwarded videos on yeah. there I, my boss is the exact same In he doesn't think that it's for anything else but that's all he uses it for he doesn't realise that you can take phone calls on it etc nothing like that yeah there, there should be like a, a test well, for people over the age of 40 yeah, or the, 35-ish. The, the funny thing about that there as well... should be a test to get online. There's, there's a story about this lad at this cricket club that I played a few games at and my mates still play for him. And he's like the chairman of the club and he's in the WhatsApp group and he must be pushing about 60-odd. So he's one of those, like you said, the archetypal person that doesn't know how to use WhatsApp. And in the middle of the night, it was about half, half one in the morning just on a Thursday evening... He's forwarded into the chat. I don't know what he's trying to do, and we've quizzed it on him since, but just 15 naked photos of his of his wife. He was, <laughs> which basically, they're not like sexy photos that he's been sent. It's ones that they've been in a pool whilst they're on holiday, yeah. and she's just got her tits out, and she's just floating around in this rubber ring in this holiday pool with her tits out, and it's been sent to the group. And obviously he doesn't know how to delete messages and they're just no. still in there to this day, but everyone's just brushed over them. We had it uh, We had it at our school with the teacher that was sacked because he was looking at naked picture of his wife during a lesson, not knowing his computer was connected to the screen. Is this Mr. Morris? Well, that's that's the sort of thing yeah. for films and stuff. Oh, that's that's dropping, the, dropping the names again. Yeah. Don't blank that one out. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I, but yeah, it was... Oh, you you weren't here, and I don't know if we ever spoke about it on the podcast. I don't think we did, so this is just something. If you remember way back when we were doing the podcast when Connor was on here, if you remember the messages in his football chat from the one bloke oh, yeah. <laughs> that was in there. I was going to yeah. say, just sticking with the Blair Witch thing, finally, obviously plenty tried to do this kind of campaign ever since. didn't work. The first one that really worked then was Cloverfield, where they just dropped onto YouTube like pictures of a slight monster in New York and something hitting a building. There was one in Japan with something coming out of the water. No, it was um, what, what they initially released was... like six was, videos, I think. It, no, it was, they did it as a fake news story um, and some people, again, believed it to be real. It was uh, an oil tanker off the coast that had just, like, descent, like was falling into the sea and there was, like... It was very... So you could just, like... So there's, like... And then it's, like, conspiracy videos. There's oh, so many people could pick something in the water... Yeah. That's what it was. Surely, if we're going down this route, we have to go all the way back to the original War of the Worlds, where... Is it Orson Wells? Yeah. Is it, yeah. yeah, it's Orson Wells. Um, where he just broadcasted that there was an alien invasion <laughs> with an orchestra <laughs> just just there, and everyone believed that there was this alien invasion. Yeah. So you just got this, like, orchestra behind you whilst this happened. With viral trends, according to Wikipedia, the first recorded viral trend, and I suppose 
these things happen all the time, they just weren't documented on the internet, was called the Banana Sprite Challenge, which I hadn't heard of, apparently it was a massive thing. A challenge to quickly eat two bananas and then drink one can of Sprite without vomiting because your body can't process the two things at the exact same time. Is it like the potassium in the, in the bananas mixing with... I don't know with- what it is, but yeah. it just comes out like like foam. But it's like the yeah. cinnamon challenge almost, where well, you, just, you yeah, cannot that's breathe. That's a bit further down. <laughs> so the next one was a bit darker, and this was probably the first... Uh, viral one where people like real started to realize how dark the internet was and it was called um the cameron boyce challenge who i think was famous because he appeared in one panic at the disco video but after he passed away at age 20 a new challenge became trending as folks mimicked the symptoms of epileptic seizure that led to his death and so people would just pose as if they were having a fit and put it online and that was the cameron boyce challenge wasn't that that music one what was it called the not the Brooklyn challenge. The it's got that that music to it. I've, I've got completely. And it had an app, didn't it? Yeah. I oh, think I know what you're on about. Uh, come back to me. I will find it. Yeah, I remember it was he- really annoying. Most of these are annoying yeah. as fuck, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Like that's the thing about these online trends is they can be very. Oh my god, you're actually joining in with this. One Does of anyone- them. One of them was wearing a helmet at the start, and then it would like <laughs> go black, and then loads of people would suddenly be in the frame going mental. Oh. What was no that? Idea. Harlem Shake. Harlem Shake, that's it. Not, Har- not Brooklyn, You Harlem. keep crossing off all my ones before we get to oh, them. <laughs> so, another one, and this was where adults started getting in on the challenges. And we and Troy, you're a father, so you can say whether you would have uh, gone to this level. And it was the cheese challenge where parents would just throw slices of plastic cheese on their baby's face and film yeah. it for Twitter. <laughs> well, that was quite recent though, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely down for that type of tomfoolery. Like, yeah, you've got you to gotta have a laugh that, that, when you're a parent with babies because they'll piss you off. So yeah, they'll be, you've got to have, when you, the opportunity arises, get them. That's, that's the difference there, isn't it? Because you've got, you again... You alphabetical now, not in order. It's kind of like the baby boomer generation again where it's like, oh, let's throw some cheese on there. And then there's our generation which is let's dress up as murderous clowns <laughs> and go around and see if we can get people to scare them to death yeah, that was crazy. It's pretty dark. remember the condom challenge and this wasn't blowing one up on your head which every school seemed to have a kid who weirdly probably really the same guy who shot in the eye that was who I was thinking of yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this was one where you would insert a condom into your nostril snort it through the nasal cavity and back through your throat and cough it out in your mouth and there was a clip of a girl that was doing it between until someone choked and died which is how all these really get big someone dies and it's like I could do that without dying and then more people do it yeah and then die (laughs) another one which we did on one of the early episodes of the podcast actually I think it's when we started doing news of the week what was called the fire challenge where people would set fire to themselves while recording it there's no real point to it other than that until someone said I actually got really hurt doing this as if that was some like groundbreaking but it, it's, 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 most it, of these originate in the USA don't yeah, they in, exactly. in Florida the funny thing is about humour especially internet meme humour at the moment is that if you remember when I remember memes first hitting the scene really around 2011 2012 um and there was like thought put into them, genuine thought put into these memes. Whereas now it's like the more pointless they are yeah. and the less that they make sense, the funnier that they are. On them. Yeah. Which one? Where they're doing the like Taylor, uh, Faith Hilling. Oh, Faith Hilling. The one yeah, where yeah. they literally get hit by a train. That's, that's the meme. They just allow themselves yeah. to get hit by a train. They're like, whoa, yeah. dude. <laughs> 
You had the ice bucket challenge, which was one I didn't. That was actually for a good cause, though. That was to raise no, awareness for ALS. Out that it actually wasn't for a good. All the money went to some like dictator bloke. Well, it's like the Joseph Coney thing all over yeah. again. Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember that being viral. <laughs> he just kind of just went away. Hashtag stop Coney. This is, yeah, this is yeah. quite... I remember someone from our school um, comparing our head teacher to Joseph Coney and getting sued for it. <laughs> he actually tweeted out a photo, like a stock photo from the school website and altered the text from the headmaster's statement. <laughs> I think I still have the photos then where it is brilliant. There was the net nominations, which was another one on Facebook... I actually you, did that. Do you remember the Welsh one? The guy, the, the guy that was absolutely off boots. his fucking. I was just head. about to say man versus boot. Yeah, the fucking chicken's head off and all sorts. The Welsh one. I haven't seen Swall- that one. Swallowed, no. a, <laughs> swallowed <laughs> a live fag. What? We're a yeah. yeah. No, man, all sorts. man versus boots. I just remember watching him down a bottle of vodka. To prove it's real, I'm breaking. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah, yeah. This one, I'll show you after. And like. Everyone idolised him. Yeah, there was a rumour, me and Tiki were speaking about the other day, that he was shut down by a university because he either downed a bottle of absinthe and was in hospital or they just made him put out this story. I remember when he did the Jaeger bomb with two bottles of Jaeger (laughs) in this massive fucking bucket. And you're there like, how do you consume that much liquid, let alone alcohol? We had the Kylie Jenner lip challenge, which was people just basically putting like a plastic cup on their face and sucking it in until your lips puff out. And then some people did it with like actual like hoovers, and then they like they look like Mike Wazowski when he gets sucked by that machine and he goes pale. <laughs> you had okay, so the dances Harlem Shake, as you said, yeah, Dab, which was yeah, another four. one, uh, the Yodel Kid, who's yeah. actually gone on to get a record deal. Yeah. The kid literally stood in uh, a Walmart with a little with cowboy hat on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He went to Coachella not too long after that, I'm pretty he sure. He featured on the remix of uh, Old Town Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he did. Yeah. He had a headlock. He got, the, he got the key to the city in some place as well. Bet it was Texas. <laughs> Maybe we should all be that bold. Just break out <laughs> yeah, into song yeah. in the supermarket. Yeah. Do you, take it out of the shower and take it to the supermarket. The, the thing is, that is the main difference between the UK and the US, is that shit just wouldn't fly. If you had, if you had some kid in the middle of Asda just break out into yodeling... You just get some chavy well, just happened, smack him around the face. Look what happened to the kid from the Frosties advert, if you believe any of 1,000 stories. What, what was that? And do- he ended up, remember there was like, he killed himself, he ended up in a men's... Remember, they're, they're going to taste great, that advert, and there was all these stories about what happened to him. I don't remember any of these. Yeah, do you not... The, he was blonde... You, the, Alex, must... I, I I'm not that. going mental here. I, I No, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Is he the same kid that was like, wow, I'm in a world of imagination? That no, kid. that was Barney the Dinosaur. Oh my this God. was a kid literally singing They're Gonna Taste Great on a Frosties advert. He was charging behind Tony the Tiger and then all these stories came out about he just went mental because yeah, of the abuse. Yeah, but this is like the Macaulay Culkin factor, isn't it? It's like everyone no, made it. He was like a like 10, 11 year old kid just in a Frosties advert. No, no. I thought no. he was a bit older than that. If and if he was, then... Yeah. I think one of my favourite ever viral videos, I don't know if it's on the list, so sorry if I steal your thunder again, but it's Shovel Girl. Is she on the list? It wasn't, but I actually, uh, I went viral off That was brilliant, wasn't I, it? I was trending in the UK because I followed that VH1 peanut and I quote tweeted it and he retweeted my quote tweet and yeah. it got more retweets than his initial one. So, and... Ian Wright followed me at this point. <laughs> and so he retweeted it as well. 
Yeah. And so, well, he's blocked me since. I don't know what I said. <laughs> but yeah, my account was going mental for ages. Just, I tweeted the one and it was like, and this is what happened. But yeah. Yeah. That's your claim to fame. But yeah, Shovel Girl was brilliant because I just remember the sound, the iconic sound of the shovel hitting her head. My Twitter moment was like, there was a hashtag, Ask Luke, and I just tweeted out, go on, ask me something. And people thought I was this Luke Janoskian or something. And I had one tweet saying, um, have you ever grated cheese on your abs? Um, <laughs> well, have you? Yeah, well, have, have you, Luke? Can you answer the I question? Have to, uh, well, Spitball and pod exclusive. A bit closer then, but didn't you have the, Didn't you have the One Direction lot after you at one point as well? That was a whole group. Janoskians, they were... They were oh, God. They were what? like the Australian One Direction. There was this um, woman uh, in a, in the USA, This I think she was like a congresswoman or something like that. There was an advocate for gun... Well, <laughs> people having guns still. And... Um, I think I said, oh, shut up and make me a sandwich or something like that. Just like, as you do in 2012 on Twitter. And I had, and then I had like gun nuts after me to send me photos of my address from the electoral roll with my name on it. And I was like, should probably delete that tweet. And it was at that stage in 2012, they realized that, you know what, it, if, unless you have like an avi that isn't your face or not your name yeah. as your handle, you should just shut up on Twitter, really. Yeah. Yeah, they banned they banned vaping in America today before banning guns. So, yeah, in New York, the New York mayor tweeted out saying, "As of today, because it's contributed to like three deaths apparently, where people are getting like black market stuff that's like thicker." There's a hell of a lot more than cigarettes ever did, yeah. I suppose. Mm. Isn't it? Isn't it like those stories of, like it, them blowing up in people's faces and like one guy literally that? turned out like well, they, scar uh, what, like Two Face? Well, they're saying that also the amount of money that the government gets by taxing tobacco that it's within their interest for pe- as many people to smoke as possible. People vaping, they're getting no money from this. Plus as well, when you think of their healthcare system as well, the more people that have lung cancer, the more money they get. Whereas it's the opposite in the UK, whereas the more people that have lung cancer, the more drains our NHS. So you can see the way America works. And it's not until, you know, I don't know I'll go back to it, but watching House of Cards and seeing the lengths that the president went to to kind of keep things under wraps yeah. and not getting out. Whereas in this administration, it's all out there to be seen, and he's st- he's he still there. Calling out Chrissy Teigen the other day. If you remember the phenomenon of Flappy Bird, and this was like for a week or so, but then people believed it. Where someone list oh, someone listed a phone on eBay with Flappy Bird on it for like two hundred grand, yes. and then Lab Bible does an article yeah. like iPhones with Flappy Bird on selling for 200 grand where no one was ever going to buy it. Someone just listed it and so they say this is it and then that produced a further meltdown. The story there I think was the guy couldn't take it out of breakdown so he took the app down and that was that. Go on. I I feel like I'm about to maybe take one from a list but it's a shocking one if you're missing it. Well this is just on games at the moment so how much? One more. One more? Yeah. And this wasn't one I played. This was for people that played uh, RuneScape and Minecraft, where mm-hmm. apparently you shouted Leroy Jenkins and went in, and this was a massive viral thing. I don't know. I didn't play them, but you go with yours. You go with yours. What the the thing that we're missing? Planking. Does anybody remember planking? I do. I, yeah, I do remember. I, I wasn't on board was with that. that was in, I think that was what kicked off the South Park episode. Yeah, it was the guy who fell off the balcony and died, and that's when it got outlawed. <laughs> 
How do you stop people from lying flat? The police just knock someone's throat out when they're sleeping. Go limp. Go yeah, limp. Yeah. <laughs> because that was like that was before the Harlem Shake. That yeah. was. So was that the original? I don't know. Well, people go mental now are just kind of on a random list. Like stock photographs is a whole massive thing that people go into. We're missing a big just one. Stock photographs, people just meme them. Like there was a bloke who had like a shocked, scared face in like Iceland and he like trademarked his face and is now worth like an obscene amount. We're missing a big one, which still like is like probably... We might have been missing the, it. Stood the, no, no, no. It stood the test of time. You won't have it on your list, I'm certain. Banger out. No, <laughs> that, that is definitely stood the test of time. Trump memes and also have also <laughs> yeah. come along and, and blessed us. The thing is, everything he says is is memeable. Yeah. So it's not as if he's going to go away anytime soon. Yeah. And it's like no one knows more about the weather than I do. And he just <laughs> said he always says no one knows more about something. Where it's quite evident for everyone to see that everyone knows about something he's, more than he. Yeah, does. yeah, yeah. Trump. I'm going to say something, but I'm going to leave out. Yeah, but that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, he said when it was snowing in winter, he's like, and people try saying global warming exists. Yeah. <laughs> you had um, Salt Bay, who is still people pay massive amounts just to go to his restaurant and have him chop on their plate. Uh, Damn Daniel, which was... Oh, <laughs> I've got damn, see, damn. I've got great memories of Damn Daniel because we used to have conference calls at work on a Monday morning and we'd all take it in turns to have our work iPads and play Damn Daniel down the conference call because no one could tell who it was. So the manager would just <laughs> sit there thinking, what is going on? <laughs> so that she'll start talking again. And go, Damn Daniel. It's one of those things where it's a lot. It's a lot funnier when you were there doing it. I think. Have you have you seen the where he went on Ellen with the guy who does the Jack. actual video? No, da, no, 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 no. Da, the da, the actual damn Daniel guy, the kid. Yeah. Have you have you seen yeah. the, He got like he got marriage proposals. He got like, yeah, like he's massive. His baby, You're killing me. What what was that, Luke? This baby. <laughs> Um, Dick's out for Harambe was another one which peaked when uh, Danny Trejo said it in a press that, conference you know you've made it big when you're at Reading Fest and it's the biggest flag there yeah. like was just Harambe like and also, yeah Harambe was Ta- a big one talking about music festival flags I think as an honourable mention when Kanye was performing that was disrespectful Kim, Kim Kardashian sex tape on a flag being, f- yeah. being flown in front of him that was there's brilliant. no Kanye disrespect in this podcast <laughs> The one I actually hated was um, Chuck Norris facts. I don't think I ever found one oh, funny. And this was a thing that went, this was around the Cicopedia age of... I was about to say, yeah, that's an old, old yeah. one. We're talking 2006, maybe. Them sort of ages. The, the fir- when yeah. Break My Poo was, yeah. com was, was a thing. If any, and Rotten.com. Shit. That? That, two websites there that yeah. a lot of people listening to have no idea what the fuck that is. But is, is it along the same, you were lucky. It's along the same times with Top Lad as well. Not... Um, <laughs> Not Lad Bible, but yeah. Top Lad, where people would upload stories and then get rated on Lad yeah. Points. But it, it was that age that I realised that people lied on the internet. I must have been about 17, 16, 17. I was thinking, none of these are true. No. I, I, do, I, I do another trend which I just thought of, which um, the Lad Bible made me think of it, is the um, taking like the film, uh, taking the clips and films and then putting people's faces on the different clips like for the joe.uk yeah. I love those things yeah. so much especially so for good. the world cup so just for his coming home yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Joe.co.uk actually does a lot of good things. Like, you know, Lab Bible have gone down the route of clickbait and everything to just be annoying wankers. Joe actually do some good stuff. Yeah, I block Lab Bible on uh, Twitter. What else have we got? People putting bread on their cats' faces. That's, I haven't heard of that one. That was Literally. They'd cut out an outline yeah, and put yeah, the crusts around their head, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're not missing out on much. That is literally the, all of it there. <laughs> the, the, the picture of that monkey in a coat cracks me up yeah. every time. Um, Slender Man, which was just an internet rumor that people then, like they do, someone says, Oh, I did, this is real, I've seen this before. And then it blew up. They got a video game and a film out of it. The, the whole thing with that was people would just have this one figure that they just put into old photos and just said, Wow, I've only just it's, spotted this. It's, in there. it's because as well, because old photos are so grainy and bad. Yeah, and everyone it doesn't wants matter to how, see some in there. It doesn't matter how bad the Photoshop is, it will look like the photo yeah. because it's so bad. The Vuvuzela trend in 2010. Oh God. Oh God, I don't know horrible. if, I imagine Troy was the same because he's about as close to the other side as I am, this side a kid couple of doors down on one of them Vuvuzelas and for the whole World yeah. Cup was going absolutely <laughs> mental with it. But the thing is, you everyone was expecting this amazing African World Cup. It was like groundbreaking and it was ruined because all you could hear was Vuvuzelas through every single game. Yeah, I actually like that World Cup and Sean and TK always slate me when I say it was a good World Cup. Well, it was good for us because it was through our GCSE year, wasn't it? Yeah. So we had like exam and leave. And that weird ball that they said was rounder than ever and just the swerved Jabalani or whatever yeah. it is, that was it. I remember watching before our maths exam, Schlabber Schlabber, whatever his name is, <laughs> score against Mexico. Yeah. The, yeah. the highlight of that World Cup was the man Diego Forlan. What a, what a baller. What a baller. Yeah. couple Diego more people debating the colour of that dress, whether the voice clip said Yanni or Laurel. Yeah. I actually, that dress one is funny enough. I actually sent it to Henry Winter as he was reporting live from like a transfer deadline day. And he just replied to me saying, now's not the time, mate. <laughs> I was like, cheers, Henry. Um, Pokemon Go, which took over for... Archie Morton still actually plays it. So yeah, like I, dr- I drive him to football, right? Every Thursday we go and play football in, in Cheltenham. And he's got his phone out catching Pokemon still to this day. And I'm just there like, get a life. He was playing the Harry Potter one, the Wizards Unite one the other day as well. So, oh God. There, to be fair though, like it did do a lot of good for a lot of people in terms of like a bit of connected to getting outside. There was that guy who lost like a ridiculous amount of weight doing it. I've got a story for you about Pokemon Go. So I pick my little sister up from work sometimes in Stroud. Um, I'm not going to say where... But it's in the, it's in this park. You blur in, everything else. Yeah, you may as well. it, yeah. It's, <laughs> right, so it's in this park in Stroud. So I'm sat there waiting, and there's this group of people, and the age range must be about twelve to about sixty-five. This takes us back to our intro. Yeah, and they're all just hanging around this area. And I, was, I said, "So what are they doing? What are they doing, Jess?" And she's you like, "You went up with your camp, excuse and me, she, fella." And she's talking to well, kids. Well, she said. Jack, they're playing Pokemon Go. They get here every Tuesday night as a group and they go around the park going to all the Pokestops and they've even got like power banks going from their rucksacks. <laughs> into, and this was like mid-August and you know that there's got to be something wrong with that guy hat. You know, the one with the Kenny from South Park. He was, we- <laughs> yeah. he was wearing shorts, t-shirt and that hat in mid-August and you know something must be wrong I with that guy. Like I saw the same group because uh, me and Kieran were in Cheltenham waiting for the bus and you know by the like fountain in the centre yeah we just saw like a parade of people like marching across yeah. with all of their phones like that yeah. obviously doing the Pokemon thing but like you said the South Park hat is in my 
yeah, memory. Yeah. Well, there was um, like obviously it's like the super rare, uh, the the rare Pokemon that like caused loads of havoc in terms of you had people trolling. Like locations, like you know, Grand Central Station in New York or anything like that. Where people go in and then just suddenly randomly start shouting, "Oh my God, Mewtwo!" Yeah. and people would go mental. Yeah. But there was also the incident where um, they got in, Nintendo got a bit in trouble where somehow uh, a rare one managed to appear in the middle of a highway in the states. And they, <laughs> no, but they actually stopped their people generally etched out, etched out, and then there was that many of the, that it just completely blocked the highway. There's another one as well. We were driving around when it first came out, because I do admit I did get it when it first okay, came out, did, just yeah. because it was such a massive part of my childhood. You were too busy so, training, I'm sure. Uh, can you imagine the amount that I would have got with the miles that I do each yeah. week? So everyone knows where Robinwood's, Robinswood Hill is here, yeah? So you know you've got that car park that's completely closed off at night, no street lights, no nothing. So there was those poker stops, and you know when they were like broadcasting, they used to do something, and they used to be like, you can go there and get Pokeballs or whatever it was. There was three in the middle of Robinswood Hill where all the drug addicts hang out. And you just know that someone's in there waiting to just mug people to go in with their iPhones. Like, it must just be a magnet. in the crackhead set this up? <laughs> must or, be. Like, they're like evolving. Pokemon yeah. crack conspiracy yeah. going on so here. So when, they, when they're all, like, shooting up, they're like, well, it'll be a great idea if we all hang out here and all these, like, 13-year-olds come with their massive, like, fucking 800-pound phones. Just yeah. rob all of them. Speaking of weird trends, I know you went searching for, um, for the doggers in Gloucester, so that's a whole trend in itself. Me? Yes. This is actually I'm true. Wound up in a cult. Yeah, yeah so, so, so... I don't just want to so, record, I've got right, nothing to contribute yeah, to this. So, <laughs> so basically, I feel like I've got to have to defend myself We've a little bit. We've all been up Shabill looking for doggers. Exactly. Not, exactly, exactly Shabill. So, yeah, but it's a different crowd. So, you know the lads. I know it, exactly it, what you yeah, mean. Yeah, exactly. So I've got, let's go and fucking find some doggers, I, boys. Come I've got, on. I've got let's vi- see what the crack is at I've actually got some videos yeah. on the phone that we can put from the spitballing pod account later. I've us putting the windows down. There's four lads in this Nissan Micro because we just, just passed the test. We're all up there blasting out Christmas songs as loud as the car stereo will go. Four grown lads. It's yeah. like we're not going to get beat up here by a stoggers or something. What so, are they going to do? Well, this is the me? thing. <laughs> the, the, fu- the funny, the funny story is, or the not so funny story is, when I passed my test a few months later, I went up there in my Citroen yeah. Saxo, I know the story. and my Citroen Saxo was a bag of shit. It, the engine would turn off when you put the clutch down to the floor, so it was just me and one other mate up there thinking, "Ah, oh, let's go see what's about." Next thing I know, the car is surrounded by people, like in a in a circle. <laughs> we know, like right oh, down, shit. you know, like right down the end where the entrance to the woods yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So we park down there, and at that moment, my car decides to cut out on me. Mm. So I'm there, like fucking like horror movies, and like trying to start this car with this fucking group, this ring of people around me. Someone's already shagging so the, exo- the dual exhaust. Literally, on there. I'm just there, like oh, this, this is not happening. This is not happening. So I slam the car into reverse, and I finally get it started. And this ring of people just scatter. Wow. And I like swing out and just do like this action movie style J turn and just speed out. <laughs> I've never been so scared. And it's been times, and we got chased out by a fucking Land Rover that we just wouldn't. We got all the way down to Brockworth Hill and it just didn't turn around. Did, did you, in the moment before you decided to run, did you feel pressure? Genuinely. <laughs> the sweats were starting. Like, I could feel it. I was getting all hot. I was like, this is not good. This is not good. See, this is where I grew up a completely different type of people. I remember going up there when I was about 15, 16. Some of the older lads were yeah. in the area said, get in the van, boys. We're going for a drive. We all just jumped in the back of this van. We've gone up Shab Hill. The van wouldn't go under the barrier. So the lads <laughs> opened up the back. We are like, oh, here are we? He's gone, no, pass me that disc cutter. He's got the disc cutter and cut the bars so that he could get his van under to get into Shab Hill. Yeah, like, different times. <laughs> different different, time, yeah. different era. <laughs> the last two then. So I had, 
are still kind of happens now. That one clip from the Hitler film that was just dubbed with the subtitles of any event that yeah, happened. Yeah. It would be Hitler reacting to Arsenal losing to yeah. Burnley this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, and then finally um the fapping that threw the internet into carnage. No celebrity Absol- absolute safe. meltdown. None more so than Jennifer Lawrence who Definitely, no one knew her iCloud. Her iCloud was uh, like that. Anyway, ahead of FIFA 20 release on September the 27th. Don't even talk to me about this because I've got serious beef with this. Well, we're going to get into the ratings next week now because we have quite a bit to get into. So I thought if we look at the best, the worst of sports video games, things that should have happened, features that can be added, all of this kind of thing. So if we start with what was at the time a new, like, phenomenon for sports games and that was when Wii Sports came out the idea that you move around when you're playing it and very quickly people kind of were just sat down swinging their arm rather than stood up like they have in the adverts doing a massive serve I always stood up when I played Wii Sports I got got really into it it. like yeah like I'm boxing now let's fight (laughs) yeah Yeah. Tennis was the one for me. Tennis was, was, once you got an actor that you could sit down and just flick your wrist. Yeah, I had this like um, shit out serve. I think if you held the back button and it was just a little like drop, drop serve. I remember my brother saying like I wasn't allowed to do it. Yeah, if you if you got if you got to the net, all you had to do was just flick your wrist as quickly as possible. (laughs) You would never lose. It's like the like the video game version of table football, where you just spin yeah. the arms and hope yeah. for the best. Fortunately, so we fit was the next one like that. Unfortunately, I was a lot more slender at this time. I but was you, not. You've never known pressure like standing on that in front of a group of people waiting for it to tell you if you're obese or not. Well, this is the thing. It was telling everyone that was on it that you're obese. I wasn't. I was skin and bones at the time. Yeah, yeah I wasn't. Tell me yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never said that to me. Yeah, mine was like fucking hell, mate. Get off. Off me. <laughs> and then you come back like a week later and you've lost like a pound and it's still selling you. <laughs> well don't you're still obese. In terms of uh driving sports, you had Need for Speed, which nobody actually wanted to be on there for a proper race. It was I think I don't think I think people stopped buying them when it veered away from street racing kind yeah. of thing. So the I, new one that they're bringing out later this year has gone back to that. Uh, it was Need for Speed 2, basically, when it Need for Speed Underground. Uh, it, Need for, it peaked at Need for Speed Carbon, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Carbon. that. I, I had that one, and then yeah. I think that was probably the last I had. Exactly. And then Carb- I went to Burnout. Yeah. Remember Burnout? Carbon was the that last was one I had, because that was the last one you could customise cars. But it didn't peak there. It peaked at Underground 2 with Lil John. It peaked and finished there, then, because one was... Mm. Uh, well, Underground 1 was class. Underground 2 was the best ever yeah. racing game, and Carbon was... The last of yeah, the so Carbon was the peak. Carbon, Carbon was. I don't know if you you got it with your Xbox or if it was like a cheap pre-owned one that everyone got for like a birthday or Christmas, but everyone seemingly had Need for Speed mm. Carbon. It's like when you could like race with pink slips and a yellow Alfa Romeo on there. Oh, nice! I remember you always started out as a red Peugeot 106 on Underground Two. Do you remember? Yeah, I don't even know cars either. I just. <laughs> You, what happened was you took one look at all of my leaderboards and you had you didn't think that was going to be the peak then. I was still I on had that. Xbox I, 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 360 without live at this point. I had, I think I had a Nissan GTR. But Which I think this was on one of the dodgy PS2s where uh, 
I could play copied discs on there and you had to try about 8,000 times to get it to work. See, I was thinking about these the other day. Everyone I know Best had a ever. chipped Xbox or a chipped PS1. Yeah, see, I had p- and I never PS2s kn- and yeah. PS1 and, I had and no, chipped mobile phones. I, I never knew how to do it or get it done. I never knew to buy, how, where to buy my, things from either. My uncle over in Ireland used to chip our um, our PlayStations for us and then when we'd go over there, he'd have a list of every game and we'd get like 100 games each time we'd go but where, there. But how? Where do they come from, he, these games? He, he was an Internet. electrician. And most electricians knew what they was doing with it to, to do. It was quite basic, yeah. I'm guessing, with PS2s. Yeah. I remember even, uh, he was obviously a bit higher up in the game with this point. He was chipping SIM cards. So right. you'd have, this was in the early days of pay-as-you-go in like, say, 2003 or 2004. I had a Marge Trium and um, nobody will know. Just Google it. Um, I had a Marge Trium and we had chip SIM cards in it, which had unlimited everything basically obviously back then it was literally just text yeah. and calls there was not even any internet on the phone but yeah that shit lasted like seven months before they stopped working mm-hmm. that was like yeah crazy time you could get away with a lot more shit <laughs> i remember the, the first time i ever had a mobile phone it was like a sega my26 or something in year six and i had like a web browser on it and i was like this is incredible. So the first thing you type in is boobs. And I used my entire internet and went over by for searching for this picture of boobs. And it came up on my phone bill. My, my dad was like, what have you been looking at? <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck that shit. The, the PS2 one, like looking back now, it was as simple as anyone that just torrents or downloads. And it was just, rather than put on a memory stick, it was just put on like a blank CD. And you put a blank one on and then you had to take that out and then put the other one in. It made this weird little swirl and then and then it worked. Then I moved on to Xbox. Then you had to deal with the red rings every so often, the towel around yeah. their pack. <laughs> so the old WWF... WWE games with like No Mercy, SmackDown vs Raw. You used to have a good little career could, mode on there. You could like customize your own players. Yeah. yeah. We don't know what your favorite mode was. Divas. The Divas Brian Punny match. That's yeah. definitely what Alex he has exposed he himself. Spent, spent, spent the entire day playing that version. What a crazy world we used to live in though. Yeah. Where Brian Panty's match was a thing. Yeah. Like you just couldn't do it this day and age at all. There'd be no way you'd get away with it. Do you know what I mean? You had going on from that. Fight night, which for oh, some reason they quality. don't make now. I think it's because you can't you can't license enough fighters. Yeah, yeah. Like Floyd was the one who just refused to have it on there. But fight night round three, you had you had Hatton on the cover, and then four was when everyone just did Ali against Tyson. See, yeah, because that was the that was the first one ever that they had Tyson in. Because I remember fight night was the originator of it. No, sorry, you said that. Uh, it was Knockout Kings before Fight yeah. Night. And that was when Lennox Lewis was uh, on the t- on the front cover. That was a PlayStation 1 game. But yeah, that, I don't know why. That and cricket games, they stopped. They, no, there, EA stopped making cricket games. They still make wasn't one, there, but... Wasn't there a Fight Night Champions? Yeah, yeah that was pretty That was pretty good because they had like a story mode in that, didn't they, where you were in jail and shit. Yeah, yeah. you did the bare-knuckle fight in prison against um, Isaac Frost because on the latest UFC game, you can download... Um, the main guy, so it was Isaac Frost, and it was Victor. Something was the like hero guy. Not gonna lie, I hated that game. I play, I've got it. I played it for about a week, and then was just like, "This is no, this is not as good as two was." Going back to cricket games, I remember the best ever cricket game was Brian Lara cricket. Yes and no. I, in my, my opinion, it was uh, it was the EA Sports Cricket well, 2005. The reason but that was just a quality game. I remember just the, from the pure memory side of it, yeah. like staying up with my mate all night and doing a test 
and get into like yeah, a, that's what and I mean, get like do an actual yeah, test. get into like a thousand for two, <laughs> yeah, and you're there like what have I just done for the <laughs> fucking three three yeah. hours of my life? Get to this point, yeah. you turn off the Xbox, you think. Well, that yeah, was a fucking waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> trying to do a five. I didn't even get him. Yeah, that, like. trying to do a five-day test and the computer just can't get you out. Uh, yeah, I don't think I ever got anyone out on a cricket game. Yeah. I think it was because I was bowling with just the players' names that I knew, so I was yeah. probably bowling with someone who just wasn't yeah. wasn't a bowler. I don't know if you have Xbox Game Pass where you pay like seven ninety nine just I'm have unlimited PS4. games. It's um, terrible on PS4 for that is yeah, that kind of thing as well. They've just released Gears 5 on that, funny enough, even though it's a brand new game, which is weird, but they've got Ashes Cricket 2009 on there. But <laughs> yeah, people, I owned that. Yeah, people, and I owned the last sort of... There's there's Don Bradman Cricket, yeah, yeah. which is pretty good if you download extras and add-ons yeah. and that sort of stuff, but off, online sort of thing. The problem I have, and the people that know me know this well, is that because I live in the middle of absolute nowhere, <laughs> my, internet's, my internet speed is ridiculously slow. So to download an old Xbox 360 game, which is about 9 gig, will take me two days. So by the time I've got the urge to play something, yeah, and by the time that I actually download it, the urge is completely gone. It took me three days to download Saints Row 3. And I was there like, I don't even want to play it now. Yeah. <laughs> my only memory looking back at Saints Row 1 is the bloke in the hot dog suit. Yeah, the mascot, yeah. 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 It was... It was like GTA, but just whacked out and weird. Fight night, I think everyone blew themselves out of stamina. If it wasn't over within about four rounds, you had a horrible couple of rounds left. Apart from Sean, who would jab you to start the round and then try to run away for the entire rest of the round. So he so he wins it. Yeah. So in other words, he translated Sean Shoot football, which he was prominent for in FIFA, into Sean Shoot boxing as well. With football then, FIFA Street, the second best game to ever be made. FIFA 1 or 2? 1. 1. 2, I think, because you had more customisable. How can you even... It's not even up for debate. The original FIFA Street is comfortably the best. Have you played Volta on the new FIFA demo yet? No, I don't play the demos. It's pretty much identical to the FIFA Street that was released, what, about... 2012. Oh, actually, I used to play Harry on that. It was free, wasn't it? Right, there was FIFA Street 3, but they brought one out yeah, for next that, gen. Yeah. yeah, Harry had it on PS3, and I used to be Norwich on there yeah. with uh, John Ruddy. I, I used to, like, I remember my fir- first ever game FIFA Street, and you could go to like your first stop was Amsterdam, and you had like Michael Ballack playing Amsterdam was random. further down, it was like Brazil to start with. I well, know, I played remember, it about eight times. I remember Lagos or in Nigeria always being on there as well. Yeah. Where was the last, the last stage? It was you London, L- wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, London, yeah. when you could get Beckham or like Barcelona. Yeah. It was definitely Barcelona. Yeah, I don't, I can't believe you've mentioned two with one. It's like mentioning Back to the Future three with the first two. <laughs> FIFA Street two was the only reason why I liked FIFA Street two is because it was it was like FIFA Street one but more customizable. No, it wasn't. You it had wasn't the newer, like FIFA Street one. You had FIFA all the Street new boots. The best, where you had to play and to win the man. The game breaker. And stuff to, like that. Yeah, you had to win. This guy to join your team. You yeah. could you could keep Paddy Kenny until the later stages. It, it it was kind of like the the first one. It was so simple but yeah. so so good. Yeah. Everything after that just overcomplicated it, and then it just went off the rails anyway. Yeah, I think I might have just got the the pair of them confused. I can't really remember which FIFA one Street three, but was like where they made I everything cartoony, three, wasn't it? Because that like, was like 360 that? and yeah. PS3, wasn't it? Yeah, Peter Crouch with his unbelievably long shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone remember Red Card Soccer? Yes. That, that was, game was fucking that was, outrageous. That was amazing though. Yeah, it was a good fun See, game. It was just, that's what sometimes you need that. We've obviously got our FIFAs and Maddens and all of that type of stuff, but sometimes you need a, an NBA jam. 
But it's, 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 it's yeah. Street, you know? It's so. it's like when you like when you're about 16, 15, 16 and you have a mate staying over and he gets to the stage of the FIFA session where you're about 45 games in and you, and you're like, right, what can we do now? Ah, the first to get the team, the game forfeited by getting red cards. Yeah. And it was just <laughs> running away from people trying to slide tackle you. And, and that's what you need sometimes. Just Pez 8 where you could dive. Yeah. I think uh, I did a successful dive once. Uh, I've got one and it's like this. There's no way it would like you'd be able to make a game of like this now. Um, but... I don't. It's not. I don't know if you can class it as a sports game. But does anybody remember Simpsons Hit and Run? Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, how can you get yeah, the premise of the like game that. was to stalk and then hit hit somebody over, and then the, the second variation was Simpsons Road Rage, in which case it was just a case no, of picking somebody. Yeah, up. there was Road Rage was first because it was a taxi. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because it was a, a second. that was like a play on taxi on the game yeah. taxi. So if, and then hit and run was like a play on Carmageddon. Yeah. I don't know if anyone knows early PC game if you remember, that was so gory for its time. If you remember back in uh, about 2003 when we were at primary school, back in the time where I was off school when I was ill for about four months. Oh, Alex, that is when innocent. I when I woke up from everything going on, I was presented with Simpsons Hit and Run. I had no school for two months. I just sat there and played it solidly. I completed it for like a week. And my mates were like, oh, I'm on this level. I was like, yeah, I've completed it. Because it's all I do all day. <laughs> I remember FIFA 2004 coming out then as well with Henri on the front, I think it was. And um, that was the, one where the you... Stone Roses and, El- and Kasabian yeah. LSF on the soundtrack. Per- yeah, yeah. That, that was 2003, that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then it had Fatboy to... Slim on there as well, 2003. You used to be able to chip it over the keeper and then tap it in on the other side and you yeah. can't do that now. The- my favourite, ep- my first memory of like a sporting game really was this is football two thousand, because you, c- because you could set the referee set into blind, so when the keeper would have the ball on sand, you could just go and slide tackle him and tap it in. There's some weird modes on FIFA now. There's one that me and TK played. We were just bored once, and you think it was basically said, look, when you score. The opposition loses, uh, you lose a man. But it's when you score, you lose a man yourself. Mm. And it's meant to try and keep it even. Balance. But typically you play it then and you have like a 1-0 win where nobody loses a man. Yeah. I, I, the first sort of like, one of the earliest games, like sport games I can remember playing with my brothers in terms of where things got ridiculously competitive, aside from FIFA. Nasty piece of work, you're Top spin. Top spin. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, top spin games. Game. That and like being oh, just literally, no, yeah. Tennis, yeah. Te- yeah, literally one-on-one. Oh, the virtue of tennis, man. No. Yeah, virtue of tennis. I where still they, have it. But they dive every time you uh, hit yeah. a shot. Yeah. When you said about Madden, we mentioned FIFA Street. One I don't ever remember seeing over here. So there's such thing as NFL Street. Yeah, which, no, yeah. no, that that was over here. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah, that. I had that. Never played yeah. the sound of it. NBA, NBA Street was good, but there was another <laughs> game called um, I think it was called Ballers, and this this game wasn't NBA. It wasn't like a, endorsed by the NBA or anything. But it, as far as like almost like a hip hop. Uh, basketball crossover you could customise you know all your like characters clothing and put tattoos on them and stuff that was a breakthrough game for his time definitely the Def Jam London game (laughs) and your 50 cent bulletproof (laughs) going back to FIFA I remember FIFA must have been FIFA 2001 on the PC and you could customise the teams so I was yeah. playing for like Quedgley Reds back then. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, yeah, so I yeah. changed the entire Premier League 
to the league that we played in and change the kits accordingly. Yeah, me and my brothers used to do this. Well, I think I've mentioned it on here before where there used to be just a variation for each club of like Arsenal club football, Man United club yeah. football. And it had um, Franz Ferdinand Take Me Out as the theme song on there. So I was on there. And this is when I like Peterson's so my bloke had blue in his hair. Yeah. Well, because I had older, uh, well, I, had, I didn't have older brothers. I still got them. <laughs> yeah. They're still with us. Yeah. But um, so I had like my first ever football game was uh, f- the first ever FIFA, FIFA uh, World Cup, which was 94, basically. The, f- ne- the next yeah. FIFA that came out was so, like, FIFA Brock 95. Man. The first two, 94 and 95, didn't even have player names. It was basically all the people that made the game. So all the guys that was involved in the game were the players in the game. They did have team names. And then 96 was the first one with with names. And I remember my cousin got it first, paid 60 quid for it. And this was on a Sega. And and yeah, I remember at the time it being fucking like the best thing ever. I remember playing as England, this is football 2000. They didn't have the rights to the names or the numbers. So everyone was the wrong number. And it was like shower instead of shearer or like yeah. mowing instead of mowing. Owen or something yeah. Like yeah. Well, this is a little sidestep so while I was thinking about things that I wish had been in the game or whatever and I thought that it's criminal that in either 2k or in NBA Jam or whatever that you never had uh, the Monstars and the Toon Stars from Space Jam added to one of them to play and in terms of a crossover then I kind of went down the wormhole of seeing things and so there was going to be a sequel to Space Jam before the one that we're going to have now and Tony Hawk was contacted and there was going to be a film called Skate called Skate Jam in the early 2000s. And you're going to have a film with Tony Hawk and the Looney Tunes and they're skating and then they're going to go against the Monstars again. If you can remember, Looney Tunes Back in Action was a film that came out where they did the kind of Rocky and Bullwinkle, Rocky and Bullwinkle thing where they had the animated with the live action. It did horribly. They spent... 80 million on it and it made 65 back and so a week later they basically contacted Tony Hawk and were like it's a no go rather than thinking that people just hated that film they were like nobody likes Looney Tunes anymore so we nearly had a Tony Hawk Space Jam crossover see that was brilliant so skate games really kind of to segue into skate skating games I used to live on Pro Skate 1, 2, 3, 4 then Underground Underground 2 because that was the age where everyone started watching Jackass and idolised <laughs> Johnny Knoxville Bam Margera all that kind of crowd I rewatched Steve Jackass o. 3 uh, the other day same, same. on I, the bus home it was and you played Underground 2 and it had the entire cast of Jackass yeah. in there. So you had to like ride a ball with Steve-O and like grind rails on was this Was everyone's favourite Bam Margera was that just... That was always yeah. my favourite. I was always... Yeah, <laughs> I, I think 2 was the best though before yeah. Underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the feature... The, Tony the, Hawk's Pro Skater 2 was yeah. the best one. It had the best soundtrack. Yeah. Ace of Spades. Yeah. I can just still hear all of... That first level which is like a hangar. Yeah. And then, oh yeah. The great feature game. of where you could create your own skate park as well with all yeah. the different... Yeah. That's so yeah. good. Long doing that, and what that was brilliant, Pro Skater. But what I liked about Underground 2 again was the customizability of it. And, and it's like, able to move around the city. yeah, they brought one I, out for PS4 and it was horrific. For what's that? They brought out a new Tony Hawks for PS4 and it was horrific. I it think was so, so bad. I think the last one that I played was American Wastelands. I think that was probably the I last one. I did it on pre order and it came on the same day as the rugby league game, which was all, all, also horrific. And so I'd spent about 80 quid on two dreadful yeah. games. There's, they haven't made a good, they, they haven't made a good rugby game since no. rugby 04. Yeah, that was good. Um, Gloucester, yeah, Gloucester, yeah, Kingzone there. Um, and yeah, like Sinbad. Yeah. Whenever a rugby game comes out, if you just search 
and the reviews are always like just one star all yeah. the way down immediately. They, they, the last rugby game I remember they bringing out was John Luma Rugby and it was for the Xbox 360, I think it was. Yeah, Harry had it on. The Xbox One or some, uh, something like that. And again, they just don't translate well because oh, they're it's, too it's slow, aren't as they? Well. Yeah. They, they would have to spend... I don't mean the crowd in the game. I mean yeah. the, the people that they're you know selling the game to. Yeah. They they would have to spend absolute millions on making a rugby game that is literally like what we watch rugby yeah. today, like how it is with FIFA and stuff. And and they just wouldn't make that money back. But it's like with like FIFA- rugby lads in the in the in the club yeah. aren't going home and pl- and no. buying you know a new game. No, they're drinking um, piss. Yeah. They're drinking piss out <laughs> of a boot. <laughs> what I hate about games at the moment, and this is a massive grind my gears moment, which is everything is pay to win now yeah. apps even fifa yeah. and it's yeah like ex- exactly so like back in i like trying to make that illegal there's there, there's actually when it's like you look at star, like star wars battlefront the, the original star wars battlefronts were probably the best games ever to hit xbox i'm gonna dicks on the table here that is 100 percent true Never got into but the, star wars but the, but the newest ones we're all online and you have to pay to unlock things. The new Star Wars game coming out does look fire. It does look good, but again, did anyone ever play Jedi Knight Academy? And Je- that, yeah. that series know, was unbelievable. Three, I think. It was like Call of Duty, but with Jedis and you could have guns. Oh, it was amazing. So I, I heard on the radio the other day this story, it was like a piece on like, uh, like pay to play stuff online is like a massive pan- pandemic that needs to be like sorted out and this woman was telling the story of how her s- the, the lengths that her son would go to to get access to pay for things yeah it's basically it's gambling yeah like, there's but, no other way of looking at that but to, to, yeah, set the, to set the standard here she would have all of her credit card details and stuff on her phone and while she was sleeping she would have her phone under her covers he right. would get the phone and then use her fingerprint while she was sleeping to get it and I, like he racked up like 3,000 yeah, that's, that's yeah 3,000 I, I work with a young lad he's only 18 and he doesn't drink and he doesn't smoke yeah. and basically he enjoys FIFA yeah. and it ultimate team Yeah. he told me that he spent six and a half grand last Whoa. year on his, on well, his squad well this is what that's, it, last, that's so, a, that is an addiction I'm going or out, a habit you I'm, know a bad one <laughs> I'm going out and saying this I have never once played ultimate team because it is good. because I know that I like playing FIFA against people and trying to be better than them and that's what gaming is all about in my eyes but there's people that plow if you plow a hundred quid into a game they've made double back what Some you've paid for it already and that's what I mean I've, I've, and you know they've they've paid into it I always I always pay when I first get FIFA I think I'll, I'll put like 20-30 quid on top to have a base and then go from there what? but there was kids that me and Alex went to school with and uh, they would get their 30 quid EMA on a Monday and every week they would spend th- their EMA on, on Ultimate Team packs yeah. and that would be it for the well, whole it. year. It's still in my, in my, like my group chat at the moment, they do those packet reveals and I'm like, you've paid money, I know that you've paid money into this. And but you can see, you every, can look at people's transfer profit and things. Well, FIFA makes, I think it's like, was it 500 also, million a year, if not more. I've also never got a good player in packs, so and, I don't know why I've And done this it. is the thing as well, like, playing FIFA is about being better than your well, mates they, in my eyes. It's not about spending loads of money and getting the best I only team. I really play res- it when me and TK are waiting for boxing to start, is usually... Yeah. But then it resets every year. So well, that they, hundreds of pounds, the hundreds of pounds that you've ploughed in, you'll never get them back. They give, they give like Messi or whatever to people like 
KSI, that kind of thing. So yeah. they do their videos freaking out when they oh, get yeah. them. And then they'll have a pack with like Messi and Ronaldo and they'll go, oh, you actually can get this. Yeah, and then yeah, people go and... The best sports game, obviously, is Football Manager, head, head and shoulders above the rest, then Fever Street, then everything else. There's, We're not even giving an honourable mention to Pro Evo here. I mentioned the Pez 8 was the one where I think people teetered back, yeah. and as much as good as it was, yeah. everyone was like, everyone was going about FIFA. Yeah, you we can't... Did do a, we did do a little bit on the pod of it not too long ago, yeah. comparing the two. Yeah, we said, what could they do? And we agreed there's nothing they can do to take over FIFA. No, I think... The only thing we said was if they could bring back classic teams was would maybe yeah. tempt you over. The gameplay is more arcadey and more fun. It's less realistic. It's more goals than I feel. I think it's the other way around. Yeah, I Pez, yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. The last one that I played was 08, and that's, like yeah. you said. I mean, you could go around the keeper every time you uh, wanted to score. So that is pretty much it then for games if we get into after an hour some actual sports (laughs) and if we start with as we do the order we won't do every single game unless it's anyone's people want to jump into if we get into uh, live news as we have it if we get into the Liverpool game the United game Arsenal Chelsea bit on Spurs there's not too much to say there but if we start with Liverpool there's not too much to say here quick start from Newcastle obviously Trent looked shaky again for the goal, but if you have a shaky game, you still win 3-1. The thing that did crack me up was people said the reason Trent didn't tackle was because he saw that hipster Maldini quote about you only tackle if you're out of position. And he was like, won't tackle then, so let him score. Firmino came on and he kind of stole the show. He came on after 37 minutes at one all and ran the show from there. You can really see what he brings to that team and how integral he is to it. I don't think it... People say this every time, like, now you see. I don't think anyone's under any illusions what he does. No, 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 no. No, not you. I mean, no. just pundits, whoever, I, I Twitter. Think, I think it was yeah, so... That's true, that is. I think it's so apparent when he doesn't start and then when he comes on. It's like in the Super Cup final against Chelsea. Chelsea looked on top for pretty much all of that game. Then he came on and Liverpool just looked 10 times more dangerous. Like they were going to score on every attack. Yeah, he's definitely not underrated. No. One, of, one of my friends put into the group chat, like, oh, see how Firmino done today, he's so underrated. And I was like, who's this, who, no. are, who are underrating him? Everyone he came that, as a big player. Every, you're not, like, really, you're not a big player, but as big yeah. expectations uh, anyway. He's literally just, he's the one who's talked about the least out of like Salah yeah, and Mane. Right. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. I mean, like, if you look at Arsenal at the moment, it, like in terms of the way it seems to be going, the player that's talked about the most is Pepe. Then Ambamiang, like after it should be Ambamiang, but then and then it's Lacazette, who is yeah. oh, to be fair, actually they they're probably talked about fairly equally at the moment to a certain extent. He's injured now for a month, as yeah. we saw. So that there isn't really much more to say about Liverpool. Obviously, they got the job done. Yeah, a bit of a scare. Defensively, they aren't as sharp, but if you can pick teams apart, because no team is really played Liverpool and can kick themselves too much after, because mm. when they play like that, there's nothing you can do. Be interesting test on Sunday, Chelsea Liverpool. Because yeah, I'm going to miss it. It's on at the same time as Arsenal. I'm at the Arsenal game. Uh, I think we'll come on to that obviously after the Chelsea. Yeah, I might want to watch it on my phone in the ground. Depends yeah. <laughs> on how it's going. If we get on to Chelsea, then so Wolves two, Chelsea five. This was one of those games. I was playing football on Saturday, and you come in and you look at all the three o'clock kickoffs, and they're like, "Fuck, right, criminal!" What, it wasn't on TV. What score is it going to be? And I look at the phone, it says 4-0, and I'm like, fucking buzzing with that. So then, obviously, I watch the game back, and 
with that five at the back, and again, it shows Lampard's ability to be able to adapt to certain teams. And not, I think that's good management. Do personally. you not think it's as much he absolutely does not trust Alonso? He has <laughs> made no secret of that either. I think... He doesn't trust either of your fullbacks. I think, from what he's said, and I tend to believe because he he's, Emerson, he's, yeah. he's quite honest in his appraisals of the team and his press conferences after the match and he said he wanted to match Wolves because that's part of their system of playing five at the back I don't I don't doubt that but he definitely doesn't trust I don't, Alonso I don't think many people do because when we bought him a couple of seasons ago three seasons ago now we were all thinking well, where's he going to fix because he's a midfielder but then he's a defender he was a consensus best left back in the league yeah but that's under the Conte five at the back kind of system. And I think as well, we've been leaking goals badly. Azpilicueta's not been at it. Alonso's not been at it. And that, that's who I meant. Uh, yeah, Azpilicueta and, um, I just said his name, Alonso. He, yeah. he wants no part of. Ex- exactly. So you think, right, how can we utilise and try and shore up the back? And the goals that we conceded were just scrappy goals that we shouldn't have conceded really. It looks strange when you see Emerson play that it's taken him so long to dislodge... Alonso. I, again, don't forget you had Sarri last season where he just would not change the team no matter how well certain players would play when he, they got the opportunity. He's a Sarri kind of player. Again, he likes to keep it tight and then down the flanks what, is where he what, likes What he used to say about Alonso was that he liked his height. That's the only thing that we didn't really have a lot on the team. And you could see where he's coming from, that aerial dominance at set place. Yeah, you should have been pieces. charged for murder for what he did to Bellerin. Well, you should have been charged for murder full stop. Um, <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> um... But yeah, if we go to the actual goal, <laughs> if we go to the actual goal with Tamori, I think I'm hoping that we have another kind of Robert Hooth who can just strike a ball on our hands or an yeah, Alex. That was a serious that, bit of curve. It was. He didn't just tempt the ball. No, he, he, he just bent he knew it. what he wanted to do. Yeah. And then I think we've got to give a mention to Tammy Abraham as well, the absolute slotsman that I've always been singing his praises. Top scorer in the Premier Guy's League. He's on fire at the moment. Everything um, he touches turns to goal. And every goal that he had in that game was a different type of goal that you love to see. Yeah. So the first. Yeah, the first goal was a smart bit of play where, it, no, the, yeah, the first one where it came across the box and it should have been a penalty, but we got the goal. He put it back to where the keeper was coming from and he had the presence of mind to do that. As a young striker, that shows that kind of natural instinct. Second goal, great run, bit and, a bit of kind of grit and a bit of know-how pulling back the defender and then getting in front of him and nodding it in. Great header. And then the third goal of... Running it, Connor Cody, who everyone's been singing, saying should be get um, England an England call up, and he is a great standards player, and he made him look like a piece of cheese. He just he stood him up, he bossed. The noise his right was making when yeah, he went. Yeah. yeah. Well, we we spoke after the game on Saturday, and you said, "Well, if you look since the Super Cup, this shows that racism does work." <laughs> and I, that? you, and I was trying to say, "Well, what? Jack, that's a bit far." When did I say that? Yeah. When did I? Say- <laughs> I've not said that. This is a complete fabrication. <laughs> Fuck it out. Um, but yeah, allegedly. yeah, allegedly not. <laughs> Definitely not. No allegedly in there. Like, <laughs> so anyway, going back to the amazing goal, which I didn't say it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to smear me there. What a smear campaign this is. I'm gonna walk out. I'm gonna get the cats in and just let all hell break loose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to the goal, the strengths that he showed to hold him off then to stand him up and then the pace that he showed to get past him and the finish is just the confidence you can see is just flowing in him. That, that goal was was a, a true show of what informed strikers with that are full of confidence can do, exactly, isn't it? Exactly, exactly that, that. Just if that was someone else that hadn't scored in six or seven games, yeah. 
they'd hit it at the keeper. Exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. Or not, or try to pass instead of going past yeah. the man. Yeah. And then you've got Mason Mount uh, coming in at the end, which completes the trio of academy graduates that were playing that day scoring, which a 5-2 away win at Wolves, I think is a very yeah. good result for any team in the league. I think it works in Giroud's favour that it's not like he's battling with Higuain where they're the exact same type of player and yeah. one's scoring and one isn't. Yeah. Anything Abraham does has no effect on Giroud other than yeah, that's uh, starting right. place, but he wasn't going to be the starter anyway. No. Giroud is going to be brought on when what Abraham's doing isn't working well, and we, vice versa. Exactly. And we've got that variation up front now, which is what we didn't have for the last couple of seasons since Costa's gone. If anything, I think Lampard could probably try and uh, bring Giroud into into that team alongside Tammy. Because yeah. he, yeah, he's the most unselfish striker going, yeah. really. You know, he's a kind of Emil Heskey with a little bit more of a better touch. Yeah, yeah. You know? he, can, so, he can hold up the ball well. A beautiful and touch, in fact. I think when we come into, especially the next couple of weeks, we've got Valencia tomorrow, we've got Liverpool at the weekend, and then we've got games coming thick and fast. We're going to see a lot more rotation. I think Lampard's trust in the youth is starting to pay off. Um, and I'm just enjoying it. I, I mean, am actually, for him, pleased Lampard. Yeah. William had a good game on. He did. He did. Saturday. Yeah. He, do you see? Do you see his? He did an interview and he was like, "People can offer for me wherever they want. I want to stay at Chelsea yeah. next season." I think this is the thing that we all get frustrated with William and me. I'm the first one to get pissed off at William. Don't because, say something now. You're going to regret because, when a game goes against. No, Chelsea. no. What it is is that we know he's got it in there, but we never see it, and it's never consistent. The goals output. I want to say Tammy Abraham quickly as well. He's three goals away from beating Rashford's best ever season. Yeah. Already, but he he's already he's already beaten three of Drogba's seasons. Yeah, I know. That's that's that's. I'm not saying he's Drogba. no, of course not. But what we've been missing is that p- player that but can that put the ball in the back of the net. A player can be written off, and then you look at how some seasons. Yeah, some people have. but I think this is the first big test as well. A hat trick against an established Premier League team when everyone was saying, to, "Oh, it's Championship." Opposition. Last thing on on Chelsea, you know, I was just going to say, as nice as it must be to see things going well, it must be so frustrated knowing that they've been there the whole time and they weren't going to come in and be like this but not even just them you look at at one point Dominic De Bruyne could have been brought through yeah. this kind of these kind of players and you look and then you look at the 30 million spent on drink water you look trust, at trust me I have been the biggest doubter of our transfer policy for the past god knows how many years we, I've known we've had these kids I've watched Chelsea the one, the one I've watched Chelsea talked up more than most is that is it Reese James? James yeah so Reese James and you need a right back exactly so Reese James went to Wigan last season um, on loan as a right back and he played exceptionally well and he got moved to centre mid and he was their best player one Wigan player of the season it at centre mid Callum Chambers got that yeah. for Fulham I won't read too much into no, it no but Ca- no, Reese James does look like a player we've got and especially when you've got Azpilicueta, you can take some of the strain off him a little bit, especially with what we've been seeing. We need to try and blood him into the team. And I think this transfer ban is the best thing that could ever happen because I do not trust Chelsea to spend money. When you look at Bakayoko, when you look at Drinkwater, you look at Higuain, you just look at the players that we brought in some of and the, what is the point? Some of the praise has been a bit much saying Chelsea's youth policy. It's it's not a policy. It's being inflicted upon them. I agree with Lampard. These The players that are playing deserve to be playing, but... The way that Gary Lineker was speaking, you'd think Chelsea have, for years, just been building to this no, point I, knowing... I, I th- no, I think what they're trying to praise is they've seen how well our youth academy's done. We've won the Youth FA Cup for like the last nine years in a row, won the Youth Champions League the You've last four seasons. 
But now we're finally seeing the fruits of the labour, you know, and I've been calling out for this for years. And I'm actually glad we put this transfer ban. I'd take this year finishing outside the top four and getting a big, like, this team all blooded in and Premier League ready kind of thing and to go again next year. I wouldn't want to add anyone else. I look at Pulisic, for example, 60 million quid, can't get a game. And when Hudson yeah. Odoi comes back, okay, I don't see that. Team. I don't see that really changing either. Pulisic, don't get me wrong, good player. No, he's very good. But well, he's going to phase William out eventually. I think that is the the main aim on this. Um, but just, don't forget Pulisic. Have... We all go on as like this season pro. It's like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, if himself. you didn't have the other kids there, then he'd be starting. It's just yeah. you're not going to play all the kids. Exactly. Paper mache Rudiger got injured again. As yeah, well. it's growing this time, so it's not the same injury. But with Tamori playing the way he's been playing, it's not just the goal. He's looked no. pretty shored up from all other aspects. Um, we've got Christiansen. Kurt Zuma still looks a bit so out, of, out of touch. Um, I don't know what it is because he was starting under Mourinho and now everything well, he does we'll is so... On that because it, if, if, we slide over, if we slide over to Alex and if we get yeah. a bit in on Spurs, I know that it's not too much to say about 4-0 over Palace, but yeah. was, Palace are definitely one of those teams where... If you can get a lead early, then they'll they'll crumble for you. You mm. can't let them get in the game of Spurs. I think it's the first time in like seventeen years that they've scored four in the first half an hour of a game. Yeah, and that, that's that's the sort of performance that we need in that stadium. I Kane not getting a goal again. So you want Son getting the goal. Son has now then got two, and so mm. you think he'll kick on from that. Ironically, this is uh, now a hundred percent trend of me slating. Lamella before a match and then him going and getting a goal as well. There's a trend there. Son's top scorer at the stadium, isn't he? He is at the moment, yeah. yeah. Kane's got two. That's it. Son's got seven. Yeah. Anything else to say on Spurs? Or not really. Wait till they lose and then you can... Not really. Um, I'm kind of hoping it's sort of a bit of just like it's gone quiet on us. There's not really much to say at the moment. It's just a bit of uh, neutral... Like, quiet ground we've got our new signings out injured at the moment so there's not really Sessing too much to say there we... Sergio Ore had a good game of course but I think him the article about Pochettino laying out oh, like it's your you know you've got to step up and take that position he is always going to be one of those players which has games like David Luiz where he gets does something stupid gets himself sent off reckless and then he's going to have games where he Both coached he, he, Emery, which, he, he mm. no he do you know what? he he is just another Kyle Walker in that respect in mm. terms of when the momentum, when the momentum's in your favour he's the play, great player to have on the pitch could be but the yeah. moment that it's not and you're up against it he's not what you want mm. and he's got and you know with it already I'd say he's more reckless and he's got much more of a, like a dangerous mistake or a straight red sending off in him than Kyle Walker so it is what it is there's a guy I know um, in Brockford uh, he's got a season ticket for Spurs and he was saying to me that. He's getting really frustrated with the type of people that are going to the stadium. And I said to him, this is just exactly what happens when you get a big stadium. It's, yeah. This just, just comes part and parcel. Yeah, you get people he, like Sean Shute going all the time. And stuff he's like on that. about how the North Stand, which is the one that, you know, is the massive stand. It's like a big cop. Um, is filled with every Tom, Dick and Harry type thing. They, they haven't got an established group there at the moment. I think the first few games that they played there, obviously having the big Champions League nights and stuff, that was obviously set up, set up a certain precedent. But I think that that is going to be something they're going to have to deal with over the next few years as well, is, mm. is just getting used to that 
of, of that new stadium and the type of well, people that that attracts. It's like, I mean, literally as far away from White Hart Lane as physically possible. I mean, the amount of people that I spoke to about the new stadium and them sort of saying like, like, like not Tottenham fans. He was speaking people of, at the stadium before the stadium yeah, was know, built. Yeah. But like the, the amount of people that aren't Spurs fans or aren't really into that football and it's like, they want to go and experience the stadium. Yeah, There's yeah. going to be a lot a of, of the that. Spurs stadium. But yeah. Have we got you back for the foreseeable now, Alex? Or are you going to wait till Spurs lose and vanish? Or not sure what you're on about, mate. I think the last one it was the derby, the uh, the draw in the uh, derby. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No. Um. I should be back for a couple of weeks. I think. Ooh, just a couple. Oof. I don't actually. Even with my last race, I don't think I miss a day because I'm back on the Sunday night. Slash. That is going to be a long day for me, so I might be hanging on that Monday. But we'll see. If we a little bit on United Leicester. Um, I've never seen a more lethargic 1-0 on both sides. I tuned in thinking we were going to have a banger. I thought Leicester were going to put them to the sword. and They had the better chances, but they struggled to ever get their dangerous players into the game. Yeah. Uh, United defended better, but their midfield is among the worst in the league when Pogba isn't playing. It's so bad. McTominay is like a League One standard player who just puts himself about a lot. Yeah, I think that there's just no creativity, is it? I mean, it's dreadful. It, it goes to show the job that Pogba does do. I know that everyone slates him, but they don't have an engine. He's like a sideways pass with like a Carrick that isn't half as good as Carrick. Do you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> and especially when you've got... What I find funny about Solskjaer is that he bangs on about youth. He's like, oh yeah, we're going to promote youth, going to promote youth. But yet, when you've got all your best players are injured, you play all the deadwood and not none of the youth. So, it's kind of made a role for his own back there because the one time that he's been given opportunity to play the likes of Chong, Mason Greenwood, all of those calibre of players. He just says whatever Ferguson tells him to say. It pretty much, you can tell he is a bit of a puppet um, and that's all he does. If we get on to City then, so I tweeted out several times last week how horrific it was that this game was on TV. It made even worse by the fact that Norwich had 10 of their first teamers out injured. They had two keepers on the bench. They then go on, they go 1-0 up and you start to feel, okay, typical. I think I put in the chat um, saying, I hate that they, when they give you hope. Yeah. Mm. And then obviously 2-0 and you start to believe. And as soon as it went 2-1, I was like, okay, that's resigned to it then. And the way that they play football, like the way that they were beating the press. Cantwell is a baller. Yeah, and... It was just the way that they were passing it around the city press. And the people go, oh, Laporte this, Laporte that. When you've got a team that's worth like half a billion quid. 60 million uh, centre-back partnership yeah. that was. and it's a start in England. And John people Stones. were saying how much they feel sorry for Pep. They didn't, he wasn't able to get a centre-back in the window. Like, it just makes no sense. Like, you sh- Look at how many players Norwich had out. It's literally yeah. no excuse. The thing that was the most shocking to me at that level, and I, like, honestly, how... how um, how Pep Guardiola can let this slide I know I hope he doesn't but the arrogance in that squad between like Otamendi none of those guys at the defence took ownership of the mistake that they made you looked up after that horrendous mistake to get that the third goal going and he looked up and he was like shoving his arms and saying well that's not my fault none of them took ownership of the mistakes which is where all of the goals came from I do do actually really rate Otamendi but I'm often slated when I praise him I think it's, it's This year as well, if Liverpool do what they did last season by losing one game or even not losing at all, then that's the season done. Do you know what I mean? But I also think that the gap between the top six and the rest has lessened 
with the TV money since it's, been, since it's come in because you've got teams like Norwich. I know they've just been promoted, but the football that they played just that, that would cause any team's yeah, problems. They played well. Like that 3 2 win against Chelsea, we all thought that, oh shit, we shipped another two goals against the newly promoted team. What's going on? But to see them score three against City in the way that they scored them, if they play like that, they'll score goals against any team. Yeah. And it mad that uh, someone said to me at work today, we were discussing the City game, and he said, that's. That's the league now, Dan. That's Liverpool's now. Yeah. And I was like, it's five games in, man. But, but it's, it could game. easily be that. Yeah, if they, lose, if, yeah. They, if they only lose one game, then yeah. where are they going to make it up? If we go past that then, so there's not much to say on uh, Everton, Bournemouth, yeah. other than Marco Silva should probably start packing We haven't done now. our uh, Euro team round No, either. we'll get to that after yeah. the Prem. It's only me and you doing it. Oh, cool. Um, Arsenal Watford. <laughs> Before anything is said, I count that as what? Is that four points that Louise has cost you so far? Oh, why? Well, you're talking about the same David Louise that got signed and is the key to missing Arsenal's defence. I, I, th- I think it's the same one. Is that is that right? Am I, yeah. am I thinking that it's right? weird because before he went to Arsenal, he never did anything like this. No, before someone paid eight million pounds for him, he was a clown. But then when they paid eight million pounds for him, he was the same. Never slated him, <laughs> as evidence showed. So two nil up, looking, still looking poor. <laughs> Oba does what a gunman does. Socrates, who I back to the hill, say that should be the captain. Mistake owned it after. Can't a mistake's a mistake. In the, when he's been told, the thing is, is Socrates shouldn't be receiving that ball no. anyway. He's not a ball playing no. defender. When Stop they, playing out from the fucking back. And it's I don't not, know what it is at the minute with this lucky. So with this new rule that's come in, where players are allowed inside the penalty box um, to receive the ball, that doesn't benefit anyone. No, the keeper. The, the keeper could be there. Emery thinks that you have to do it. He's misinterpreted the rule and this, thinks you have to pass it like that. This is this is what the um, mistake is. Is Socrates' mistake was because he'd been told to play like that by Emery. David Luiz's mistake it was, was like, David Luiz being David Luiz. It was like when they, they told Czech to be a ball-playing keeper mm, and yeah. he nearly passed it into the goal from on the goal line. Yeah. And some players just can't. David Luiz is signed to be that yeah. player. The th- sometimes, sorry, sometimes as a as a centre-back that's a seasoned pro, you need to take ownership of what the hell you're doing. And so if the manager's telling you to do this, but clearly it's not working when you're on the football field, I'm talking from experience of just playing standard football, Saturday league football. I'm changing it. I'm going to do what I know is best yeah. for me to, to make sure that that ball doesn't get in the fucking goal. Like, I don't understand. They're grown men out there and they. it's almost as if Bernd Leno can't do anything else other than take fucking the, instructions. The thing, the thing is as well, you've got... Docile German. You've got a striker in Bamiyang. How tall is he? He's over six foot. Well, Leno is a ball-playing keeper. He's very good with the ball at his feet. Yeah, it makes more sense to let him pass it to the fullback. That That's ridiculous. The, the penalty from Louise is obviously stupid. There's, there's no getting away from that. But I know we're going to have every time... Louise makes a tough, but the the issue isn't so much Louise because you put Louise in a competent defence. These mistakes that have happened the last two weeks. He's not he he's not going to be in that position to be isolated like that. He you know what you know what you're getting with him. He's not signed to change his defence overnight. He was signed because he's not Mustafi and he can pass a ball. So 
So that with 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 Chelsea, I mean, Antonio Rudiger is a fairly quick centre back. He's not the quickest, but he's quick enough to get David Luiz out whenever he jumps out. Yeah, of position and you also like he think does. you had Kante and whoever else in front yeah. of him. He has Xhaka in front yeah. of him. Yeah, where you've got Socrates. That's why I'm saying that he isn't the Messiah that he was made out to be. I know he's not Messiah. Nobody made him out to be the Messiah. Apart from you. <laughs> Back the players is what you yeah. got to do. And if you egg me the one way, I'm going to... The problem is, you. it's it's a round peg for a square hole in a sense that you needed someone to be solid. It and sounds, that's the, well, it sounds stupid, but he has had very good games apart from the moments when he hasn't. He's, he had that at Chelsea and we all, to- we all told everyone that. But if... The, th- the thing you you knew you had it at Chelsea and he was still getting played. You know you had it at Arsenal, you still getting played because from the manager's perspective, and we'll get on to him after. I've got a lot to say on him. <laughs> his perspective is he has that in him, but his passing, his leadership outweighs the potential mistake. So it's almost like the opposite of what happened with Czech. Well, almost a similar. So he came from Chelsea. He's been known as being one of the best in the world. Came to Arsenal don't, don't get me and he's put and he's put in front. He's put behind a defence that isn't good enough. And that's when people start calling him a fraud. David Louise has been put into a defence that isn't good enough. Again, it's not as good as Chelsea's, I don't think. And again, he's been shown up for it. Did you see that clip on the Out of Context Arsenal account and the bloke saying, I don't know why Czech still has to wear his yeah. helmet. I had a fridge fall on my head. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> what, about 80 <laughs> times in a row. The thing with Louise... Not great, obviously. He's given away as many penalties in five in three games as he has in 160 with Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Not ideal. He's going to keep doing that as long as he's being left exposed. If you're a good manager, then you set the team up so he has someone like Torreira protecting in front of him so he can double up with someone. David Luiz is not a player that you want one-on-one with a striker. No, and the other team know that, so you exactly. should be countering that. Exactly that. I yeah. also don't think Torreira's good enough for Premier League. I think, I don't, I think in Italy, yeah, I've changed my opinion slightly of him. In Italy, he can do his job well, but he he just see, doesn't seem to be up to the pace of it in England. Whoa, and otherwise, yeah, I think he'd be... to the sign of the season last year, apparently. Yeah, but I, I think last season, he, he did seem good going forward, but I didn't see load from him in back apart from great sliding tackles he can make a good sliding tackle he did disappear after the first half of the season the, the takes that you back, laugh yeah. at are also takes that you made so I don't, you're mocking yourself yeah. Torreira he isn't isn't being played as a defensive midfielder he's being expected to bomb up and down and he's playing Xhaka who's supposed to be holding in there so it makes no sense because he's never going to be that guy. He's in there, literally, I said to Troy, he should be like the slider on a game of table football. He shouldn't move from that line. He should be moving across, mopping up whatever comes in. I'm not prepared to write him off, but I can't tell you not to when I've done it for plenty of other players. I would go the other way with, I trust him far more than I trust Gwendouzi or Xhaka. That's yeah. for starters. Talking of Gwendouzi, we've got to mention the 2-1 sign as he came off. As soon as I saw it, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, you just, it's, it's, it's the curse, isn't it? Got like, ideas his, he's got ideas above his station. Yeah. Louise yeah, has does. boosted him up. The, Emery is just a joke. This isn't a flash in the pan idea. I've been saying this since last season. Yeah, and I've documented on here that I've been saying it since last season. He's trying to play defensive football with a team that can't defend. He set up so... I can't remember the last time we played a good game of football. Even when we're beating teams like Burnley, Watford, it's not 
Watford done it. It's not a good. It's not a good game. Even when we were two 0 up yesterday, we weren't playing good football. This is what you always had with Arsenal. This was your identity of you may lose, it's got, but you'll it's play got, great it's football. Got worse. This it's is what I mean. Worse. So now you've lost the ability to defend and to play good football. If you remember, he was the manager in charge when uh, PSG lost the four 0 lead to Barca, mm. and it makes so much more sense now because as soon as the stops going Arsenal's way, what happened was each player froze in their position and got to the point of if I don't make the mistake myself then it's it's not on me yeah and nobody wanted to do anything outside nobody wanted to move so everyone was just stationary and as Xhaka said after which is what you want to hear from the bloke about to be named your captain that's another red mark on Emery he's going to be I'm sure he's going to get a new contract is he said we were scared worst thing I've ever heard that is so bad from a professional from an Arsenal player well he's supposed to be the guy who's apparently been the captain because he's so rock solid attitude he's yeah. leading the team when it went back to the studio after that interview Graham Soonis looked like someone had just told him his mother had died he looked so shocked that a, that a professional footballer had just openly admitted that they were scared on a football field yeah. he said I was never scared on a football pitch like what what are you scared of you're not going to war like you're on a football pitch like it's crazy he was given the Swiss captaincy and tried giving it away to Shakiri. He said, look, he's upset that he doesn't have the captaincy. If if he wants it, then he can have it. He He's a terrible footballer. He's a terrible leader. And then looking at Emery, he changes formation every other game. We, we, we are Arsenal. We're a, a big team. We shouldn't be changing the way we play to suit Watford. I understand when you play Spurs, when you play Chelsea, when you play City, United. I understand that. These teams, we should have a way of playing and in five games, I've seen more of... I, I know what Lampard's philosophy is more than I know what Emery's philosophy is after nearly two seasons. The thing is now, they're going to say, look, we want stability. We'll keep him in. We'll see how things go. I I don't know why you wouldn't sack him now. It's clear that he's not good enough for the job. And don't just say it's we're five games into the season because look at the last 11 games of last season and take that into account as well. If you actually take the form from the last yeah, 11 had, we've, plus we've won three of our last January, yeah. we've won three of our last 13 games and we've won 13 of our last 54 away games. That's it's just not good enough for us. It's horrendous. He's perfect for a team like uh, Severe because there's no expectations on it. He sets up in a way that is successful against the big teams and then he does enough against the lower down teams. Whereas we're a team where we're not going to be meant to be competing for the top of the league, but at a minimum, we should be competing for the third third place spot. Spurs <laughs> should get it, but we should at least put up th- a fight for that spot. The thing is, with the investment that you've had, I'd probably say you've, has, you've bought better than Chelsea have. There's no argument. Like Lacazette, Bama Yang, um, though that is that is a strike force. And Pe- well, so you got yeah Lacazette, Bamiang, and Pepe. He can have yeah, no he that, can have no complaints. I I I stand by like I, I will humbly admit uh, Pepe looks like the best player that like has been brought into the Premier League this year. Kalasinac was having a go at Reese Nelson yesterday. If you do your job and you defend, it's a bloke who can't cross a road. Yeah. And he can't defend to save his life. So what on earth he's doing? It's, if you looked at the analysis as well, the, the match of the day did, where I they, didn't bother with that. the Arsenal defence just weren't pressing the ball. The crosses were coming into the area, they but pressed, they just weren't They pressed, pressed in the, the first half, and the second it went against them, they were all scared. Yeah. And they all just... They dropped off they into their just, own box. They all just froze. So they invited the runs in, because they're flat-footed inside their own box. The line is so deep that you don't even give your keeper a chance to come out and claim the ball, because the... 
defence was there. You we, can't do anything. Yeah. We, we set up like we're trying to nick the game every single time we play. The substitute, he's, a, he's a reactive manager. He's not proactive at all. He waits for something bad to happen. The substitutions are just... Do you know, he took Ceballos off yesterday. He was our best midfielder. Do you know why? He said he thought he might be too hot. He might be too hot Spanish man. on a Sunday afternoon in September. And he's been playing in Spain for the past what? And he's season? not he's not he's not a guy that's gonna quit on the team. He's probably got one of the most dogged attitudes in the team. He wanted to bomb the whole of Catalonia just because <laughs> he didn't like Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a guy there who's actually gonna stay on the pitch and you sub him off. He's been doing it to Lacazette for God knows how long. Abamyang didn't interview a French TV yesterday and he said, Look, I don't wanna dig out anyone in particular because perhaps if I'd scored a third goal the game would have been different, but I feel like we're just giving the other team goals. And he's exactly spot on because the two goals yesterday are as close to giving away a goal, yeah. a goal as you can possibly well, you, do. You, and you go back to the Liverpool game, it's the same there. The goal, you, I know Liverpool played well, but you gave them those goals. Well, the thing is, uh, that might come back to haunt me. I'm quite sure we'll beat Villa on Sunday. And then this game just gets brushed under the carpet because at the moment, yeah, we're level on points with Chelsea, we're level on points with Tottenham, we're level on points with United. Yeah, we would have gone third if we'd won. So it doesn't look too bad. And they'll say that, oh, this is just Watford away, new manager, tough place to go. They had 31 shots, the most shots they've ever had in a game. Yeah, to seven, wasn't it? We Newcastle had more shots than us. Burnley had more shots than us at the Emirates. It's ridiculous because if you have these three players on the pitch, and granted Lacazette wasn't playing yesterday, and you're not creating chances, and then you look at the back... What are you doing? Yeah, and Decorey should have scored in the last minute. Yeah. That... We're, we're a season and a bit in now and there's been no improvement. There's only so long you can say... In fact, Wait. you've gone backwards big yeah. time. So, yeah, Leno stopped it from being five yesterday, yeah. didn't he? I don't know how he's going to stay in a job. The, this it's, it's almost you're stuck in two ways now because if he gets top four, he's going to stay in the job. And if we don't get top four, then we're not in the top four. So you want him to get, and we yeah. could end up with top four by other teams not performing to their, you know, well, known standards. It like, could happen. Look at look but at yeah, Chelsea. You are for right. Example. You've sold me, Luke, on that. Like if, for example, we if we hadn't conceded that late goal to Sheffield, Sheffield United, yeah. we'd been third, yeah. and that could happen with the way that our seasons go in. We could be having draws and we shouldn't be. This Allegri, is your season to get in the top four. Allegri is obviously the number one choice. Any club that doesn't have a manager at the moment wants Allegri in. I'm not sure Arsenal's the team. If you've waited out for this long, you're waiting for a bigger project than Arsenal. Although the foundations are there. This isn't a bad squad. It's a, it's a no. You can do enough with this squad. And if you play five at the back, which he loves doing, you've got David Luiz who knows how to play. Yeah. He's much more comfortable in a back back five than um, he yeah, is. We've got two fullbacks coming back, but people are making out like Holden's going to come back yeah, no. like Maldini. Yeah. Bellerin's going to come back like Cafu and Tierney's going to come back like Roberto Carlos. Mm. Tierney might be accurate, but it's going to take a bit <laughs> of time to get there. Allegri's the one you want. If not, then if you can take I'll take Jose in a heartbeat. I'll get fully on board with it because at, if one thing's for certain, if we're, if we're playing yeah. shit, then at least we're going to get some results mm. and I can put up with it if we're going to get some results. Mm. Enrique, I'll be happy to go with Luis Enrique. You have a lot where they say, look, he's not done anything outside of having Messi, but someone's going to have to take a chance. He's going to get another job. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. 
Nagelsmann, I know we went from Hoffenheim to Leipzig last year. He's one who's also at the top of a lot of people's lists. And we've got a young team there. So there's plenty of... He always wears a wonderful with. Czech shirt from my following of Leipzig. <laughs> uh, His attire is brilliant. So he'd be one that I'd happily jump for. And then I'd happily take Rafa Benitez. Yeah. yeah. Why, why haven't you mentioned Tim Sherwood? Sherwood, I think uh, we have a director of football. And I think he might be a bit more suitable for no, that no, no. role. No, no, Sorry, sorry. Why? Just can you... He's your favourite person in the world and he's like a top manager according to you. So why don't you snap him up straight away? I don't want him to have to deal with Xhaka. Okay. I have more respect for him than So that. it's nothing to do with his managerial ability. If Brendan Rodgers came active again, would you take Brendan Rodgers? No. At the moment, I'd take anyone. Rodgers, I would be more than happy to take on. Sam Allardyce. I actually asked myself this question yesterday. <laughs> like, this is how bad it's got. Yeah. Allardyce might be like... I can get fully on board with Jose because it makes me laugh somewhat as well. With Allardyce, like, it's like fury level for me. Neil, Neil Warnock. Let's not, he's he's never going to be in that bracket. But of, of the realistic options. I think Rafa Benitez is probably the best show, yeah. personally. Nagelsmann would be the one I'd like. but um, I, I mean, I don't want you to get better, obviously, <laughs> but I want you to keep Emery. But... I want Jose. I think, I'll be fully on board with Jose. If Jose goes there, I thought that that'll be even worse than United. I think. Even I, sack Emery now and have Lundberg as interim boss until we get someone else. I, 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 the Spurs fan in me does not want him to go there. But for an entertainment value and bringing something to the Premier League, it would be quite interesting to see. That is like Jose. Jose managing Arsenal at this current situation. Have him back. I mean, Poch wants out, so <laughs> he's yeah, he, wa- he wanted to trade. He wanted to trade up, not yeah, down. Have a budget here as well. Yeah. He didn't want to go sideways or down. You so- think, right? Sideways. If if Poch was given the same level of funding as Arsenal have been given, I know people go on about they haven't spent. They have spent fucking loads. Look, it- they've been given a front three of Aubameyang, Pepe, and Lacazette. Let me tell you, it, it wouldn't have taken a Champions League final to make Poch cry if he was Arsenal manager. Yeah. <laughs> it would have come far sooner. Xhaka needs to go. Gwenduzi over Willock yesterday was wrong. Arsenal have conceded more shots against us in the first five games than the Derby side. They got 11 points out in their first five games. We've conceded the most shots than any any other club in Europe. It's a, it's a law of averages, isn't it? The more shots you concede, the more goals you're going to concede. Yeah. It is just... It's just f- like football facts. You, you need to get better at the bat and I don't see that happening this no. season. If there was any expectation of me coming here and turning on Louise, uh, it wasn't It wasn't going to happen. I'm not going to... He cost so, you the Liverpool game and he cost you yesterday. Look, points. the Liverpool game was gone regardless. I don't think game, it was. He gave he, away the penalty and then gave away the mistake for the third goal. It wasn't gone. You don't think Liverpool would have not picked us off because they took it easy in the but last if you If you take minutes. away the two mistakes and it's 1-1... One, one, that's a lot easier said than... It is. I know football is Yeah. more than two moments, but... I, I back Liverpool in that half an hour to get at least one against yeah. that defence, whether it's yeah. specifically a mistake from him or not. He said he's going to name his five captains this week, so we've got that to look forward to. Uh, but no, my resounding message would be Emery out. I'm there on Sunday. Maybe I'll get a, get a banner. Get your banner out. placard out. Yeah. Chance outside the stadium. So I'm waiting to see a Wenger out like a banner <laughs> yeah. with just a big X through the Wenger yeah. and then Emery written <laughs> yeah. on it. That'd be the great one. There's people saying they want Wenger back for Christ's sake. Would you oh. take him back? 
Absolutely not. Why not? Play better football than Because he's just as bad. He no, because we didn't even play good football under yeah. him at the end. <laughs> if we just close that, Jack, if we do our just Euro update, it's not going to yeah. take us too long. Cool. Weekend started for me with Fiorentina, who <laughs> held Juve to a nil-nil draw. That's pretty good. That's the, the Sarri effect. Uh, I was able to watch uh, Mallorca on TV Friday night against Bilbao, fearing the worst. They absolutely peppered them for the majority of the game. Yeah. Had two cleared off the line. What um, Their striker missed an absolute sitter. That Kubo came on, the one on loan from Madrid, and he was fire. They get a penalty in the 82nd minute. He hits it wide. Not saved, wide. Wide? Yeah, straight down the other end. You get one of them dodgy VAR handballs, yeah. which nobody even appeals for. Keeper saves their penalty. Ends nil-nil. Her- all the drama. Yeah, Hertha was just pathetic. They finally equalise in the 80th minute against Mainz and then concede in stoppage time to lose 2-1. So, not a good weekend for me. So, mine slightly better. Um, two of my three winning. The pick of the games, well, for me, probably is the one that my team lost, which is Genoa 1, Atalanta 2. So, I'll set the scene. It is the most dreary Italian game that you will ever expect to After see. we thought they conspired to make it exciting. Yeah. Um, so, you've got Muriel that gets a penalty, which is a very debatable penalty, and it's actually one that the ref has to go to the monitor to see that he's made a mistake. Gets given, they score it. Then Diego Crescito steps up in the 90th minute, well, 91st minute, for a penalty for Genoa. He looks like he's leveled the game and leveled the points, equal sharing. And then in 95th minute, Zapata scores only what I can describe as a Tony Yeboah-esque <laughs> goal outside of the box, hits hits the underside of the bar, bounces back up into the roof of the net. The travelling fans go wild. That's Genoa losing 2-1 to Atalanta. But Atalanta, I think, Looking pretty good. They're going into the Champions League yeah. for the one of the first time, which is good for them. But Genoa sit tenth in their league at the moment, so it's not looking too bright for them. But mid table is where I predicted they would finish. And Diocrito, my man to watch, he's got the goal again. So Celta Vigo versus Granada in La Liga. Very, very weird game. So Celta Vigo had two players sent off in the first thirty minutes. So they're down to nine men. The first one, I had to watch back three times to figure out what he got sent off for. He's gone, he's like nudged him in the back, but because there was no English commentary, I didn't know what he got sent off for. I later, through a translator, found out <laughs> that someone, um, Saez, Sanez, or how you pronounce it, led with an elbow into the back of the head, which to me was just an arm, but I didn't really see anything about it. And then Beltran, which went in for a 50-50 with a Granada player, and it was just a 50-50, and he the Granada player came off worse but I'm not complaining because Granada then went on to score in the sixth minute of added time in the first half and then capitalised again on having the two-man advantage in the 54th to win 2-0 they actually sit on the same amount of points as Barcelona so that's good going pretty um, for the start of the start of the season meaning the start as they mean to go on again Soldado playing really well I think Granada are going to have a good season so, the big one, I had Red Bull Leipzig versus Bayern Munich at home. So, it was all Bayern Munich. And when I mean all Bayern Munich, I mean all Bayern Munich. They had all of the ball, all of the chances, all of the possession. Lewandowski scored in the third minute. Typical Lewandowski goal, just run straight through the centre. Like, 
Then I'm not going to defend. He's a guy who's going to be able to play till he's old. Yeah. Because he's just he's the he, knack. Yeah. So the finish was just so Lewandowski-esque. He was running clean through on goal, and he sat the keeper down before he's even shot, and he just passed into the far corner. Um, and then Leipzig on probably their fourth attack of the game got a penalty again, which was very debatable, but I'll take it. And uh, Forsberg, the Swedish player, passed it basically in the third minute of stoppage time at the end of the first half, straight into the far corner. The second half brought much of the same in the first half, all behind Munich, but it ended 1-1. So that keeps Red Bull Leipzig on top of the Bundesliga, <laughs> and I'm happy with that. Bayern Munich really needed to win that, and they're having a bit of a shit season of it. It I'll looks like... My boys as well. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be Dortmund-Leipzig for the title. And... I think that would be a good little run-in. Dortmund don't have the stones either. We saw that last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But with Jaden Sancho firing up top, you yeah. never know. However, Leipzig, their home support is just absolutely yeah. insane. I can't get over how good it is. We've I actually, I think I'm going to try and go to a game this season. Cause we've got Frankfurt on Thursday. Ah, good luck with that. Yeah, we'll get into the Champions League next week because we, yeah. it is a bit late now. So... <laughs> thanks again for listening to another episode. That's one in the books. We'll have TK back next week. Uh, I'll confirm again that the joke I made about Jack was a joke so don't, <laughs> don't egg his house or uh, anything like that you know and what it's like these days if you've heard the teacher's name that was also referenced uh, that's purely allegedly so <laughs> don't take that into account either but anyway thanks again for listening to another another episode of the Spitballing Pod happy Independence Day to all our Mexican fans <laughs> and we'll be back next week thank you